Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Calvary Live. <laughs> Excuse me, this afternoon, 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Nothing in preparation for the show waiting for it to start, nothing, no problems, no nothing. As soon as the show starts, I got this thing in my throat. I mean, we pray about these things, and it just happens. But here we are. We get to be together on the show, open to a fresh work of the Holy Spirit, grateful uh, for His grace, grateful for His love, and we want you on the air uh, the way to do that is to dial the number 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. And of course, there is a dedicated text line, 720-336-0897. And that is how you connect with us. I do see people tune in all over the place, around the country. Um, want to welcome you want to welcome you if you're listening on the Radio by Grace Network. You're listening to this live. Also up and down here in Colorado, what we call the Front Range. You're listening to this live on the Grace FM Radio Network, which network sounds like a uh, a great, like a big thing. Uh, but it's two, for us, it's two stations. And with two stations, we can cover 80%, 80% of the population of Colorado and a lot of animals and farmland and open space, uh, but we can do it in two stations, five stations in with Hope FM's network, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland, uh, one station with Truth FM, although I know he has more on the way. Higher Rock Radio is one station in Meridian, Idaho, uh, the Boise area, and Living Water Radio is one station in Corpus Christi, Texas. Uh, so give us a call. I see all the lines are wide open. And let me open, I need to open up my call screen uh, and make sure that I have everything there to see what the call screen is and also to look at my text messages. Remember, when you text us, uh, it is not a phone number to leave a message. So don't leave a message. Don't expect it to be answered. Uh, It is not. uh, It is just for texting only, just for texting only only, and uh, we're taking your calls and your questions. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Taking your calls and your questions. My name is Ed Taylor. I have the privilege of pastoring the church here. We started last night our Bible study verse by verse through the book of Exodus. Exodus, the book of deliverance and exits. The children of Israel exit 
uh, Egypt, uh, through God's leadership in Moses and Aaron and the elders. But we looked at a quick introduction yesterday. We talked, you should... Uh, you should listen to it. Um, I think God's, God God used it in, in our lives in a powerful way and in a wonderful way. Uh, and we are grateful for the opportunity to uh, extend the Bible study, you know, beyond the room, beyond the people. But uh, we talked about this verse. I paused on it briefly um, because I don't think we always accept this. Uh, And that is a key. And let me just pull it up for you. We're waiting for one more line to light up. So go ahead, give us a call. I know we got a few waiting, but let me finish this thought and I'll get right to the phone lines. Um, But in Exodus 1, it says, but the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. Um, And we spent a little bit of time on that because it's an important uh, true to understand that you know that we could do a little Bible study on it. Affliction will come. Point number one, God will use affliction. Point number two, uh, affliction will be a tool in the hand of God to develop you. Point number three, and the more and then your multiplication and growth, part of it at least, is directly related to your affliction. And you could say if uh, a more affliction equals more growth in certain areas. There's other ways to grow, of course. You read the Bible, pray, serve. There's other ways of spiritual growth, but you can't get around this truth. The more they were afflicted, the more they multiplied and grew. That's how God used their affliction to grow the nation, to help them and prepare them for the future. And God is always preparing us for what he has prepared for us. And affliction is part of his toolbox. What the devil was meant for evil, God is meant for good. All right, Diane here in LaSalle, Colorado is on the air. Diane, welcome to the program. Thank you. How are you? Great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I had a a question. Um, My mother passed away in October. And she's a Christian. I was born in the pew. Doesn't mean I was always the best kid, but, you know, you always come back to it. But I have a question for you. Absent from the body and present with the Lord. I understand that. And then when you get into the second coming, when the dead in Christ will rise first, and then those of us that haven't passed away, if God comes today... Um, then we get a go later. So can you just give me, uh, I'm confused now because my mom's gone. She was okay. 94. Yes. Sweet woman. Christian, Christian, Christian. Um, and I'm thankful for that. I'm very thankful for that. So can you tell me if mama is in heaven, then when... When Jesus returns, he's going to raise her up again? There will be a resurrection of the dead. We know that. Like the, when we're handling these types of questions, we have, to, um, we have to knock down like the things that we know for sure. So let's start. Let's back up a little. Let's, know what we, let's, let's state what we know for sure. 
Number one, we know for sure that a new body is promised to us. Number two, we know for sure that there is a resurrection of the living and the dead. And what, what that means is not like some people um, don't die, but the living is referring to those that will spend eternity with God and those that uh, the dead would refer to those that are going to live separate from God. So it's a spiritual statement. Uh, and we, we also know uh, for sure that the, um, the truth that to be absent from our physical body now is to be present with the Lord. We also know um, by observation that when a body is buried or cremated, that it disintegrates because our human body, uh, it returns to the dust, just like the Bible would say, because um, the, the, the body is no longer needed because what we need for eternity is a different body. Uh, or what the body, or what the Bible describes as a glorified body, one that is imperishable and honorable and strong, no longer needing our natural bodies. What's up for debate is when do we get that body, and when is and when or even what exactly is the resurrection. Uh, the reuniting or the transformation. Now, some people say you get your body right away um, because of that passage in Corinthians. It talks about that we're not uh, in a, a non or um, disembodied spirits. Um, but there, that that's I, I believe you can exp- you you can I believe you can s- express yourself before God without a glorified body. So there's a possibility that uh, you get your body right away. Uh, and the resurrection is somehow a um, uh, a reconstitution of the the and a and an immediate change of the chemical components of what was buried or cremated, uh, or <clears throat> you continue to live uh, in the presence of the Lord in in who you are in your soul and spirit, awaiting a resurrection to be uh, reunited with a glorified earthly body. But we do know, another thing we know for sure is that the resurrected body or the glorified body is going to have a one-to-one correspondence to the body that we had here. Um, We learned that with Jesus. Uh, We also learned that with Lazarus. Um, Even though Lazarus is more of a resuscitation, um, he did die. So you can say he came back from the dead uh, only to die again, but they knew who he was. That's my point. Like he didn't get another body or become somebody else. Uh, as the false teaching of reincarnation. So the question uh, isn't easily answered in that regard because there's different ways you can look at it. Um, even though we don't know the timing, we know the fact of uh, the truths that the Bible does p- teach and how it all gets lined up. Um, not only is it debatable, but uh, it is interesting because you could take a- either of those sides uh, and not have any problem because whatever your mom is, whatever your existence of your mom or my mom or my dad or my even my son uh, in the presence of the Lord, um, they don't have questions like you and I do. Great. <laughs> well, I know she's. I know she's happy. I know she's happy, and and I know she's healthy, and that to me is is comforting. And I know, I know God is such a great God, and He takes care of us. Uh, yeah, this is, this is, we're dying the minute we're it's hard to it's hard to grasp, isn't it? It is hard to grasp. I think we, especially as we get older, right? Because when we're younger, uh, we don't think like that. 
Uh, and then there's some point, I don't know what point, where we turn a corner and we begin to value human life and begin to see the fragility of life uh, and understand, uh, as, as we've been taught so many years, that you know only when life is soon be passed and only what's done for Christ will last. And, and in that respect, um, we really begin to value life and, and live life that, for a purpose. And so, yes, um, I think that the resurrection poses some interesting questions with timing, but I don't believe there's any questions on its reality uh, and the truth um, of okay. what's needed. Okay. You know, there's so many things in the Bible that you could just you could just ponder on and pick apart and try to figure out, but there's some things that I think you just need to take it for God's Word and just go, you're handling it, I'm good. Yes, yes. And I, this is one of those, I feel. Yeah, I mean, but it, it does okay. raise, I, 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 do like, I do like the question because, you know, the reality of, of our loved ones, you know, one of the things that happens when we have these, uh, those that we love so much uh, die before us is that our hearts are with them. So our hearts are, are truly up in heaven. Like we're more heavenly minded because so many people that we love are there uh, besides our savior. But now we have people that we've done life with that are there. And so our hearts become very heavenward and they become very expectant and they become very submitted uh, the longer we live and the more uh, people that we uh, have in heaven. Huh. Yeah, I have. I have more family in heaven than I do on earth. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, my both my parents and my son, and he also he and his wife had a miscarriage, so there's a baby uh, for my son, and uh, and of course my uh, I didn't come from a very big family, but um, I would say that you I probably could say the same thing. Although I have a wife and a couple kids on earth, uh, but we have the family of God and. That's a huge Absolutely. family. <laughs> and so That is a huge family yes. and a blessing. It is a right? blessing. And a blessing. It is. Yeah. Well, God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right. 303-690-3000. So let me just review uh the the answer um because I want I I want to back up and just make sure that we understand. Sometimes when we have complicated debatable questions or or answers to questions, the question wasn't debatable, but the answers can be. I, I like to take I like to step back away from the debate or the concern or the confusion because that's something like I'm not quite sure type of thing and just start stating things that I do know, you know, things that I are, are clear. Sometimes as we state things that are clear, the answer emerges from that. And you're like, oh, even as I'm getting A, B, C, D, boom, that's the answer. Or it begins to streamline some of the answers, or it does leave us to the place where uh, we are just in, a, in awe of God telling us what the future will be, absent from the physical body, present with the Lord. Well, then when do we get? Like I said, some people think they get their glorified body in that instant, um, others believe that they have an ex there's an existence without that body until the resurrection. Um, and uh, either way, I think that you can make a biblical case for that without minimizing the reality of the new existence that you and I have before uh, and in the presence of 
the Lord. So um, good questions. Thank you guys for texting in. I'm also now looking over at some of the texts. And in that time, um, Kevin, uh, we weren't broadcasting, so it wasn't over the air, just in case you were wondering. Uh, but they can hear us now, so that's good. 303-690-3000. Here's a quick text before I get back to the phone lines. Linda from Loveland, how come the internet says Jesus started the Catholic Church? Uh, Because whatever you're reading on the internet is wrong. Uh, Jesus did not start the Catholic Church or what what we may refer to as Roman Catholicism. Um, I don't know what you read, but it is important to understand that you can use the word Catholic with a small c and not refer to the Roman Catholic human-centered man-made religion. Uh, Catholic just means universal, um, that word. So if you use it in a little c and the word stands on its own, it just means universal. So if you have ever heard the one one holy Catholic church with a small c, uh, somebody's just referring to all true believers. Uh, when it's used with a capital C or with the word Roman before it, uh, then it's referring to the man-made religious system. And Jesus definitely didn't start that. No doubt about it. If you want to know the church that Jesus started, just open up the Bible and read in the end of chapter 20 of John and then into the book of Acts, you will see um, the church that Jesus started that's profoundly different from the man-made religion uh, known as Roman Catholicism today. 303-690-3000. Uh, let's head over to the phone lines. Bianca, our sister, is on the air here in Aurora. Welcome to the program, Bianca. How are you doing? Great. What can we do for you today? Well, I really appreciated yesterday at the end of the message when you said said that if anyone really sensed a heart for missions, and of course I Mm. raised my hand for that, and I just really like prayer for that, because now more than ever, I'm just starting to sense that the Lord is just really impressing upon me that I go on the mission field. I don't know if it's a short-term mission trip or what the Lord truly has. I mean, of course, I do have a heart for Australia, but that's more long-term. But I'd really like to get into something short-term first. But I just want prayer as to what short-term trip the Lord really wants me to be on, because I know, like you said in your message, it's a lot of sacrifice. Okay. And so I just need prayer for wisdom. Okay, Father, we pray for Bianca. You know her heart's desire and some of the limitations that she needs your your empowering presence to help her overcome in fulfilling this desire you put upon her heart for missions. I I know that you're stirring up so much among us to um, live a life that is on mission with you. And Bianca's heart is there, Lord. Her desire is there. And so now your word says that you both work in us to do and 
uh, to will and to do for your good pleasure. So we have received the will, you've given her to the desire, but now, Lord, we're looking forward to the, to the power, to the ability, to the open doors, to the confirmation, and even the closed doors, God, that we need both of them to get us going where we need to go. So help my sister as she prays for this, give her wisdom and clarity of what the future will be for her when it relates to missions in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm starting to believe that maybe since I'm starting to record my first instrumental music album, that maybe it's going to be part of my missions thing. I don't know. So just keep me in prayer throughout this these coming weeks, because I do believe the Lord wants to do something with this album. Okay, sister, you got it. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. And if for those of you that might be new to the program, uh, Bianca is a sister that's a part of the church here at Calvary in Aurora, Colorado. And the limitation that Bianca lives with is she is blind. Uh, and she is a phenomenal sister in the Lord that encourages so many um, by her tenacity and endurance living with blindness. And she is uh, very faithful because with blind, not only does she battle, uh, well, I don't even want to say battle. I mean, maybe one day we can have her speak to that. Uh, sometimes she does like to speak about it. Uh, sometimes she doesn't, so we respect that. Um, but the the reality of her blindness that that she lives with and endures on top of other things, um, and there are quite a few other things in her life, um, and she stands as an encouragement. Um, and pray for her. When you hear her, uh, she's a regular caller, so when you hear her, you can pray for her, and the Lord um, will use you to encourage and strengthen her. 303-690-3000. We're heading over to Kentucky now. Uh, Victoria is on the line. Welcome to the program, Victoria. Hi. Hi. I've never called in before, uh, so I was a little nervous to okay. call. Um, my question was why uh, Christian women um, suffer with infertility and miscarriage. I recently experienced a miscarriage uh, right before Thanksgiving. I'm sorry. Um, it's been very hard for me. It's very and um, I just want to know why, um, like my friends uh, who have been faithful to the Lord and God-fearing, why we struggle with this, these sort of things. Yeah, you know, that's one of the unanswered, unanswerable questions that will really never, it'll never really comfort you. You know, I can give you the Bible answer. Um, the Bible answer is simple. We we suffer all these maladies and diseases and precious babies lost in the womb and because of sin. We live in a sin fallen world, and you know, I, you, you ask the question, and it's a valid one. Uh, why do why do I str- struggle, or why have I experienced a miscarriage? Here I am. I love God. I've done. I, I've lived my life to please God. I'm not a perfect person, but you know, I was asking these same questions myself. Uh, in my life 10 years ago when my 26-year-old son died suddenly. And they're real questions. And the thing about why questions is they just, they just aren't answered. Um, and even if God was to give us the, 
the answer of, well, this is what I'm going to do, Ed, and this is how, if God was able to sit me down, you know, kind of like I would want him to explain to me and like you would like him to explain to you. And I don't mean in a mean way, like you're demanding anything, just just a regular, you know, can you explain it to me, God? Because I think it would comfort me. I, I know, I'm pretty confident that if God gave me the explanation, it would only raise more questions. It would be, why do you do this? And why not that? And, you know, the psalmist felt what you're feeling here. Uh, Paul felt what you're feeling here. Like, like these are real human feelings that is our shared condition, even if the mechanism, you know, and the loss or the hurt or the pain or the evil or whatever we've experienced are different. It all leads us to the same path. And, and, it, and in the pain, you know, as you continue to heal through this uh, and, and as God continues to comfort you, you know, the real, the real question from heaven is, is even in your pain, Ed, and even in your pain, Victoria, will you still follow me? And of course, our heart says yes, but our emotions sometimes say no, or I don't want to, or whatever emotions we feel. And I do know that there's comfort, and I've experienced that comfort, and I'm able to give that comfort, but I'm very sorry that you lost your baby. It's... um. It's um, it's just unbearable. Despite um, the miscarriage, I've not walked away from Christ. I've, that's I I couldn't. I, in fact, um, if I had not been a Christian when I had my miscarriage, I don't know how I would have dealt with yeah. the pain and the loss. I was actually more grateful for my faith and just for um, an on-air testimony. Um, I had actually told myself um, that you know, if I were to ever experience a miscarriage, that that would be the one thing that would cause me to walk away from Christ. Yes. And um, it happened, and yes. I didn't. Hmm. Um, and I didn't. Um, I couldn't. There was no way. Like, he's literally the only hope that I have, and I have um, two beautiful two beautiful other children. I have a foster child, and I have um, my biological child. Yes. Um, to, you know, live for and yes. be happy about and a wonderful husband. Um, it's just hard hearing the testimonies of other Christian women who have had multiple miscarriages or multiple years of infertility and just not understanding why. But I but I do understand what you're saying about some things we don't won't have an answer for until we uh, meet Jesus face to face. It's true. And, you know, I, 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 there's a lot of different angles to this that are real and to validate it. You know, you think of the rampant sin of abortion today and these ladies are able to get pregnant so quickly and and so promiscuous and filled with sin and then just terminate a pregnancy and kill a little baby and and here's a precious family that says no we want uh, we want to procreate we want to obey God we want to welcome kids and uh, and you're not able to carry that baby to term it's just it's just unfair you know and the Bible's filled with these heartfelt cries it's just unfair. Um, and we do live in an unfair world. And I, I know this, you know, even in, in um, I remember, I remember when, um, when Eddie passed away, I remember one of the thoughts that I had and where I was wrestling with God is, you know, I would have, why don't, why wouldn't you take me? I mean, my boy has his whole life to live for him. You know, he can, and he could do it so much better than me. Like he, he doesn't have to make the same mistakes I made or any of that. I remember wrestling with that and, and then just coming, having to come to terms with, no, 
you're alive. You, you, you have a wife and kids and a church. Like, like you just said, I have others to live. It doesn't replace, you know, so, cause sometimes there are people who are well-meaning and they'll come and go, well, you know, you have your other kids and you, of course I have my other kids. I love them, but I don't have my boy. Um, yeah. and those two happen, they, they happen together in tension. It doesn't diminish my love for my kids. I mean, I love my kids. I love, I love all of them. One's in heaven. Uh, just like you love all of them and you have some in home and you have one in heaven. And, um, but it doesn't, doesn't diminish the pain of loss. Like, um, I, I have that one. So here, here's what I want to do. Um, uh, you, uh, you hear the music. I got to put you on hold. Don't hang up. I'm going to take you on the other end and I want to share a couple other things with you. Is that okay? Yeah, that's, that's okay. great. I'm going to put you on hold. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. Music caught up to us. I wasn't watching the clock. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. All right, welcome back again to the second half of today's program. We had a few technical things at the beginning of the program, but they should be all worked out. If you could see what I see right now, I see a lot of flashing lights and wires. Uh, you would be amazed at how many flashing lights and wires are required um, to run a radio station. There's quite a few. This is Kevin's world, although it does frustrating him at times because the wires. It's kind of like networking behind the scenes. There's so much going on behind the scenes. I mean, that's a good that's a good Bible illustration, isn't it? There's so many things going on behind the scenes that we don't necessarily know about or can appreciate but we should learn to appreciate all the things behind the scenes. Like the those of you listening right now that are just strong prayer warriors, thank you. Especially those of you that have been praying for our station, thank you. Um, we don't see you and perhaps at times don't even think about the prayer support that is coming in, but God hears you and answers your prayers. And how many things have been avoided? How, how, many, how much warfare have we not experienced? How many things that you have been prayed away because of your faithfulness. Um, I think of all of you that give financially to this radio station, whether it's Grace FM or the Radio by Grace Network or the Way Radio or Living Water or Higher Rock or Hope FM, Truth FM. I wonder how many of you um, have been giving and it's behind the scenes and it's faithful and uh, there's not recognition where we're, we're not uh, counting it up and giving rewards because your rewards in heaven, but we're paying bills and taking care of things and and knocking on doors to buy new stations and new antennas and and new things. I was just talking to somebody recently um, Sunday actually. Uh, there's a brother that's in the uh, media industry in the secular side of the world here in Denver, actually, and now around the world. Uh, and I was just telling him, you know what? Uh, if you just keep your ears open. I sure would like to buy a TV station. We used to have Grace TV for a long time. I miss it. Um, and I'm seeing all kinds of nonsense get on the air. Um, and it would be really cool to buy one of those low band, um, low power, I think they call them, TV stations um, on the digital realm. I mean, we're just a little church here, so it's not like we can buy a cable channel or something. We're not that. But we, we had a TV station on the air in Denver here for five or six years. Uh, and it was just solid teaching, just like radio. So I was just 
came up again. We used to call it Grace TV. We probably still own the the domain names and stuff, so we could always turn it right back on. Um, anyway, 303-690-3000. We were on the phone uh, with a s- sister in Kentucky. Her name is Victoria. Victoria, welcome back. Hi, I'm still here. Great. So I just wanted to um, let you know that we have a packet uh, that we put together here at the church uh, that we give to families that have experienced um, loss, you know, through miscarriage, stillbirth um, in particular. Uh, Would you be interested in us mailing you one of them? Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It memorializes your child, you know, gives validity to you and your family. Um, Not that you need it, but it's kind of visual and comforting to know that we also with you acknowledge your baby and... Um, and then there's some resources. There's a book. I was just texting with the author. It's a pastor's wife in New York. And we add a book to that package um, that as she helps walk through specifically on the topic of her miscarriage and just woman to woman. It's just powerful. We got all kinds of testimonies coming back from it. And I'd love to send it to you. Yeah, no, thank you. I, I would really appreciate that. Okay, I'm going to put you on hold. For, I'm going to pray for you, then I'll put you on hold. Kevin will get your info, and I'll, I'll hand it off to my assistant uh, to do that. And then I also have uh, collected, a, um, and that's for anyone listening, I've collected a list of grief resources um, because everyone grieves differently and at different times. And, and I, I read a lot of stuff and went through a lot of stuff, and I only kept the good stuff. You know, really good resources. Like Elizabeth Elliot is a great author uh, to read, when it comes to the question that you asked, why do good things happen or why do bad things happen to good people basically, or why do just the different variation of the original question you asked, Elizabeth Elliot um, wrote a couple books that really ministered to me. Um, One of them was called, um, I, uh, I think it's called our pain has a purpose. I'm pulling up my list right now to get the, but I think it's something along the lines of our pain, uh, has purpose. Let me see me real quick. But Elizabeth Elliot, um, she also has a, um, oh no, no, here it's, um, uh, suffering is never for nothing. Um, suffering re- is never for nothing. Okay. Yeah. Very powerful. I can look that up tonight. Are you familiar with Elizabeth Elliot? No, I'm not, but I can, I can Google her. Yeah. She's the, she was married to the missionary Jim Elliot, that, that, that missionary that's often, um, uh, reflected upon that they went to the, I think it was the Aka Indians, and, and they went in and they ended up getting killed. She lost her husband on the mission field um, because the very people they went to reach uh, ended up murdering him because they saw him and the other men as a threat. Uh, but she stayed. She stayed and continued the mission, and some of them uh, actually got saved. Um, and the guy that literally killed her husband got saved. It's unbelievable. It's a unbelievable story, but she also remarried, lost her second husband. uh, And I think she may have lost her third husband too, before she passed away. So she just speaks from a place of her, her, herself. Um, And I've got a bunch of resources uh, and I'd love to send you the links if you want to email me. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you guys so much. And so my email is ed at org. Ed at org. Yes. Uh, okay. Don't send it to I feel Ed, like that's easy to remember. <laughs> yeah, don't send it to edtaylor.com because he's a professional Santa Claus that took my name. 
Oh, no. <laughs> some people are shocked when they go when they accidentally put the wrong email or the website in. And it's like, who's this guy? He looks like, well, there's a professional synagogue named Ed Taylor. and uh, But I'm .org, so that's my sites. Let me pray for you. And um, Father, we I pray for Victoria. I know there's another sister um, that was even just texting today about her miscarriage and her grief. And we pray for her as well. Uh, this is a very common uh, loss. Lord, and I pray that you would comfort uh, these ladies, uh, comfort their husbands, even their kids, as their kids can process uh, how the home was filled with excitement and now it's filled with sadness. And, and they understand um, as kids that there was a real life in that, in that belly. And I pray for comfort for them as well. Um, and be with Victoria, Lord, as this is, it's very raw for her as she calls the show and just was able to walk in the bravery and the courage that you gave her, uh, not only to be encouraged herself, but for other people listening as well. Uh, and so bless her and encourage her and help comfort her during this deep season of loss. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you all. Well, we're grateful to be here and serve you as well. So God bless you in Kentucky. God bless you guys. All righty. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number we're going to take now. Pamela, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. So my question was, there's been a few times that I've listened in, and you had a caller who um, would mention that their loved one was Catholic and that they were saved at the last minute or you referred to them as not saved. And I confused because I was like, well, I know Catholics believe that Jesus Christ is their savior and he's the son of God. And I know that they, um, you know, repent their sins. I'm personally not Catholic, wasn't raised Catholic, but it confuses me and it kind of coincides with um, your actions like how you live, are you yes. saved, or is it saved basically on the belief that Jesus is the Savior, which I know Catholics do, so I don't understand why it's referred to them as unsaved. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I, I do, I'm very careful uh, with my language on topics like this, and I'm pretty confident that I don't use the language that you hear uh, that I say Catholics aren't saved, because I don't have the authority to say that. Um, I yeah. don't know. I don't have the authority to say whether someone's saved that attends this church. I can only, like you say, look at external evidence and look at heart matters and such. What you hear me say is a warning about the man-made religion known as Roman Catholicism and the false teachings that flow, or the extra-biblical teachings that flow, or even the outright unbiblical teachings that flow from that system of religion. Um, I want to make sure that people compare what is taught with the Bible um, and compare what is taught with, um, like, for example, if a person is in the Roman Catholic um, religion, and again, they say like you do, and I would agree, if somebody repents of their sins, uh, and chooses to follow Jesus. Um, you know, the Bible says, if you repent of your sins, you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Um, that that would be 
the qualifications that God lays down for salvation, and he alone would know. However, if a person says that they're born again, and they venerate and worship Mary because someone told them to do it, and they don't go to the Bible to check that, that concerns me. And I would want them to check that by the scriptures and not just say, well, the church told me to do it, or a priest told me to do it, or someone told me to do it. And then you come to them and go, but the Bible uh, says that we're to worship God alone. Um, and so the Mariology of worth the, the dependence upon uh, the papacy, you see what the Pope's saying right now as the authority of that so-called group, that religion, um, some of the decisions he's making that that religion gives him the authority to make those decisions, but the Bible doesn't give him that authority. You can't just make up doctrine that's anti-biblical along the way. So I just want to clear that up. I can't, I can't say uh, whether a person, I, I believe there are many people involved within Roman Catholicism and that, that system of religion and church are saved. I believe that. I believe it's possible and I believe it's real, um, but I, I can't give approval upon that system of religion, because much of it, um, min, I don't even want to say much, but a lot of it uh, is very contrary to the scriptures. And a great resource, if you're interested in reading, um, a great, great, simple, respectful resource on this topic, and this is for anyone listening in, uh, is Reasoning from the Scriptures with Catholics. That's the title of the book. It's a great resource, and it compares official teachings— with what the Bible teaches, and then lets the reader make up their mind what the Bible says. So, I want to make that clarification because I can't, I, I can't stand in judgment like that for anybody. Um, I mean, there, I mean, there are some. I mean, if you're following a false Jesus, I can say you're not saved. I mean, if you're following uh, somebody that uh, that some cult, I can say that. But I wouldn't say that with Roman Catholics because I I don't know um, and. I do agree that we share a lot of commonality with the essentials of the faith, absolutely, and I appreciate that. Um, but being close doesn't mean close enough. You know, you don't want to... The system that Roman Catholicism teaches is a works-based system. That's why they have what they call sacraments. It's a sacramental system that in order to be yeah. saved, you follow the sacraments, and if you don't follow the sacraments, you don't know that you're saved, Um and there's so many things. So I, I want to be able to, to implore people to test what they believe by the Word of God, but uh, I want to be super careful in my language that I'm, I don't want to stand in judgment on anyone. That's not my business, not my place. Got it. Well, I appreciate that because I was confused. Yeah, I, I get confused, too, on the, the deeds and the belief. Yes. Because sometimes, you know, when... I'm in a Bible study. It sure seems like they're referring to that you aren't saved if you do A, B, and C. You know, well, it's but it's I've hard. I've always thought that you're saved if you believe that Jesus is the Savior, and there's nothing else you need to do. Well, other I, than of course to live a good life, you want to be build your relationship on God, but that doesn't necessarily mean you won't. Well, let's let's talk about that for a second. First of all, I appreciate the maturity that you have in asking the question and dialoguing about it, because it is good to have these things cleared up. If you hear something, you're like, I don't know about that. 
it is good to ask the question. So I'm glad you did that. So let's go back to the next step. Um, salvation certainly is simple, if you want to use that kind of language, where the blood of Jesus Christ is sufficient to forgive us of our sins. He, it's his finished work. It's his death and resurrection that is combined with our faith. That's how we access salvation. And so that, that part is simple. But let's talk about this. Like if a person is saved, truly born again, then the Bible, Jesus is very clear that it will be evident that a good tree, he uses that illustration, will bear good fruit. And so beliefs truly do dictate our behavior. So there is something to be said as we do look at behavior. While I don't know the state of anyone's soul, that's not, I, I really don't. And, and God doesn't give us the insight on that. If I see behaviors that are inconsistent with a born-again believer, and you see behaviors like that, it's okay to call those into question. It's okay to say, yeah. you know, hey, uh, uh, like, for example, I, we always use this illustration, uh, and it makes sense. If, if I was in a room with you and like 10 of us, and I run into the room and I say, there's smoke and there's fire, and you guys, there's 10 of you and nine of you go, I believe you. And you just go back to playing cards and, you know, and talking and playing chess, whatever you were doing before. But one person says, let's get out of here. And, and that person leaves with me. Who really believed what I said? Got it. It, it would yeah. be the one person, right? Right. And then the question would be, how do we know that for sure? Because they left with you. Right. Their belief, they, they lived out their beliefs. And so our beliefs do dictate our behavior so that with our behavior, we can work backwards to really dig deep on what a person believes. Yeah, I get it. I just always feel like you can't, like you've mentioned before, I, I attend the church that you preach at and, you know, you can't be perfect. You're no, not at all. Feel like I sin every day. Yes, we right? do. You know, and, and that's so, the. You know, you just try and you try to build your relationship with God, because for me, when you get closer to Him, I don't know. I I feel like life is better. But I I think that the the so the way that we like to describe that is as a believer in Jesus Christ, we don't become sinless this side of heaven but we do sin less. You see a progression in our life. There is a transformation. Uh, recently on, the, on our radio broadcast, um, the host that edits our radio broadcast, Abounding Grace, asked me the question, um, how did you and Marie meet? Uh, and I, gave, I was able to give the answer to that. But part of, part of the answer is um, there was a tremendous transformation after we were born again that's when things really began to change. I mean, Pamela, you being a part of the church here, you don't even know the old Ed. You never met him. Uh, you didn't have to experience him. Uh, you, don't, you, you, you can only hear stories. And sometimes the stories I share is like, that's just unbelievable. And I'm like, no, believe me, it was, it was bad. And that's the good news that I'm a demonstration of true change, even though I'm not perfect either. And I have daily battles or daily difficulties I know, Marie knows, my parents know, people knew, you know, I have friends that I went to school with. They know the demonstrative work of God in my life because it's obvious through the through my actions. Yeah. 
Good stuff. Well, thanks for calling, Pamela. Well, thank you. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, so I want to encourage you, reasoning from the scriptures with Catholics and to approach it not offended, like, because, you, you know, you may be in Roman Catholicism right now, and what I'm sharing with you offends you. Don't be easily offended. Um, go ahead and study these things for yourself. And the, this is a reasonable book that gives both Roman Catholic doctrine, what is taught, and what the Bible teaches and compares them together. And I would just commend you uh, to do that. I would encourage you to do that. It will be very beneficial. And what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? You know, you're just like, Pastor, I can't believe you're saying that. And who? Oh, wait, 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 wait. What do you have to lose if you examine what you believe? <clears throat> because when you're standing before the Father and <clears throat> you're giving account for your life, one of the answers to justify behavior that's unbiblical will not be accepted that, well, that's what the church taught me. Uh, that's what the priest told me. Um, that's what Pastor Ed told me. Um, those will not be sufficient answers. Um, you need to get into the Bible yourself. And that book is available on our, on, at our store, calvarystore.com. Calvary Store, super easy to remember now, as we were able to acquire that domain recently, calvarystore.com. And we've got absolutely trustworthy resources and a team ready to send them out to you, calvarystore.com, Reasoning from the Scriptures with Catholics. 303-690-3000, where are we? We are on line two, coming back to Colorado Springs. Is it Kara? Welcome to the program. Yeah, hi, Pastor Ed. Thanks hi. for having me today. You're welcome. All right, so I originally had a question. Okay. However, listening to Victoria, um, I feel with you guys' conversation just being uh, led to to share my testimony. Okay, great. Um, and then maybe maybe a different day I can call back with the, the question that I had. Okay. Um, so I'm one of the, the women that has had an abortion. Oh, I'm sorry. And... And I was 19, you know, when I got pregnant, um, had the abortion shortly after I turned 20, and my life just went downhill. I was in total darkness, um, and I honestly didn't know, like, why, and so many um, things in my life stemmed from from that decision. And uh, fast forward, you know, my husband and I got married about nine years ago, yes. and he didn't want to have kids um, dealing with PTSD from, you know, being deployed overseas yes. and just seeing things happen. Yeah. And I thought that it was a punishment on me because of what I had done. Yeah. And there was just so much guilt, you know, yes. and um, I've since dealt with it a lot. And last year, there were some things that were still kind of bugging me. I... Um, because, like, when you use the word kill, um, yes. and when I hear pastors use the word murder, yes, um, it used to just tear me up. Yeah, and and I felt that it was because I hadn't truly either moved on or I hadn't truly um, for, known the forgiveness of Christ. Yes, like I I knew it, you know, I I've read it, um, I believed it, and all that, but I didn't feel that I was truly living that out. And so I took a post-abortion um, healing class. Yes. And just the freedom that came with it. Yeah, um, that's good. And when you talk, 
I think the biggest, one of the biggest things I had guilt with was um, when my friends would have miscarriages mm. and just, I, you know, dealing with that and that I could have had a child and chose to, to let that child go. And not only that, but then when we got pregnant with, <laughs> when we got pregnant with our daughter, yeah. just the redemption yes. of Jesus, yes. you know, and that he has truly, truly redeemed me. And um, there's just, there's no other way. And I, there's no way I'd be walking in freedom without Christ. And so I know that there are other women that have to be listening that have gone through this. And my encouragement is for them to, to seek help yes. um, and to, to come up. Cause you know, I dealt with so much guilt and I thought that uh, my friends would abandon me, you know, yeah. and there was nothing but love um, from my friends from church and, um, cause I grew up in a Christian home and so I thought I did the ultimate sin and everybody's yeah. going to hate me. Yeah. And, um, you know, yeah, there was disappointment on, I, of course, my family knows, you know, <laughs> my parents and there was disappointment, but ultimately there was absolutely nothing but love. And I couldn't have done it without the support um, of other women and, you know, my family and just finding that support system. And so my encouragement is for women to to seek that out and to find people you can trust and to, to help guide you through this and find healing um, because you don't have to live in guilt. You know, you don't have to live in the shame that comes with it, but that there is freedom in Christ. Yeah, I'm glad that you um, shared that and and we'll take your question another time because this this is part of you know, maybe somebody's listening right now and even contemplating abortion and contemplating what to do with this unplanned or even unwanted pregnancy. And this is what they don't tell you at the abortion clinics. They don't tell you of the deep hurt and pain and the the searing of a conscience or just the long-term trauma that comes from that loss or the guilt and the shame and all of the things that come that God has given you healing and you are a different woman than you were back then. And and there is there is healing. It's just hard. And, you know, when Marie and I got pregnant, um, she was a teenager. We were kids. I borrowed someone's car to take her to a clinic because we wanted a free pregnancy test. She was she this is the kind of guy she had in her life. Um, I was a partier. I spent all my money on alcohol and drugs. And I was instead of buying her a twenty dollar um, pregnancy test at the market, I looked in the yellow pages for a free test and I found one. But it, I didn't know it was an abortion clinic. Um, and, and when we go in, that was their whole motive. Their whole motive was to get us in with that free test and then try to influence us. And we just didn't do it. We, we chose the opposite. We didn't do it, um, which was also an equally, um, not equal in the same way, but equal in the, the sense that it was also a hard path for us. Um, it was extremely hard um, to keep that baby, um, you know, our son. And these stories of brokenness, right? Because we're all broken and these stories of pain and these stories of the consequences of our sinful behavior, that they really are just met with the blood at the cross of Jesus Christ because he does heal, he does forgive. And he even, this is how gracious God is. He even begins to lessen the consequences. He's so merciful to us. He he will lessen you know, the, the difficulties that we have created 
or that we've done against ourselves or to someone else. And I mentioned this last night briefly in our Bible study, but um, I think it's good to say it out loud again, like our friend Victoria and also our friend Kara, um, you both are going to be able to see your babies in heaven. I believe that with all my heart. I do. I believe that too. And I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be glorious. I truly can't wait. It it sure will be. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that with, you know, if anyone is listening, because yeah, that is the part where they, they don't share any of that with you. And, and there's no doubt, there's no doubt you choose life. It's going to be difficult too, but it, parenthood is so rewarding. It is. And it it truly is. Well, thanks for calling. I'm so, thanks for being vulnerable and, and sharing with um, everyone that's listening in around the country. I know that God used you today just with that simple change of mind to serve and encourage and minister to many. So thank you. Thank you for allowing me to share, Pastor Ed. Okay, call back. I want to hear your regular question because we don't have time now because the show's over, but I want to hear it. I'll be ready for it. Okay. Alrighty. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. What a show. These last two days, just such a blessing, Um, but hard. You know, it's hard as we think about miscarriage and we think about the effects of abortion. We... We think about loss. I think about my own son and all the complications. I'm forced to remember my grandson and pray that one day, little guy, one day, um, and just think of just all the pain we're walking around with. We're just moving forward with a limp. But the Lord is so faithful. Let's end the show just with our eyes on the Lord and His faithfulness. We're not minimizing the hurt and we're not minimizing the pain, but we do know that God is able to strengthen us, to help us along the way. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.